Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 534 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott with you tonight on Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer going to make a guest appearance in about an hour alongside Jack Michaels live from Vancouver. Reed Wilkins will jump in the booth and we will preview the season to come for the Oilers, the NHL. Who's going to make the playoffs? A couple 50 goal scores set to wear orange and blue this season? Probably. But what do you think? Taking your uh, bold predictions, 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. But we're going to go to our hotline right now. We're going to the hotline, and we're going to get... up to speed on what was a busy weekend in the NHL. Game's already underway. We've missed a lot during the news break. Tampa has stolen a 3-2 lead on home ice against the Nashville Predators. A penalty shot goal. I didn't even get to see who took it. It was Everything was happening all at once. So, with great pleasure, we go to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. We bring aboard Elliot Friedman, usually going to join us on Wednesdays. They're busy, no kidding, Sportsnet tomorrow, so we're going to steal them today. Instead, Elliot Friedman brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. Elliot, you got to be jacked up. We have outlasted the offseason. Opening night is here. Yeah, yeah Brandon Hagel, by the way, had the penalty shot. Goal. Awesome. That's who scored it. Yeah, it was a nice goal, too. Uh, yeah, um, I am very excited. You know, I'm, uh, I'm finishing my notes for today, and uh, we've got... Edmonton, sorry, we've got Edmonton tomorrow night. We've got Crosby, Bedard in about an hour, and uh, we've got uh, the Stanley Cup banner. So I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I'm, it's great to see meaningful hockey, even if this Tampa Nashville game got off to a kind of slow start. It's really picked up here. Yeah, and um, I mean, good grief! It's only going to keep going. But I'm looking at all of the things that I want to discuss with you. I got to dive right into it with the Canadian side of things. Winnipeg taking care of huge pieces of business. This just changed, obviously, the short term of their franchise. It reaffirms them as a playoff team to me. And um, and who knows what it might have done for the coaching career of Rick Bonas should he want to continue down this path. But ultimately, it is two years, or pardon me, two players getting identical deals, Elliot and Shifley and, and Hellebuck and two big pieces of that core. 
Yes, it was. It's it's obviously uh, a huge uh, a huge accomplishment for those guys. And you know, one of the things I I, I really look at, like I thought Hellebuck was going to sign. I I was. It was really hinted to me very strongly in the beginning of September that Hellebuck was in a better place. He'd looked at the market. He'd seen what was going on in Winnipeg, and and he was going to sign. Now, I wasn't really on top of the timing, but I, I felt that. The the guy who really shocked me was Shifley. And from what I understand, Shifley only heated up in the past 10 games. Like It was a really quick process, and uh, he told me it went fast. And he was very thrilled for that. But I think once they got Hellebuck down and, and they had him in a position where they knew they were going to sign him, I think Hellebuck, um, I, I think he also thought it was important that Shifley stays. Like, both those guys want to win. Um, I, you know, I, I think Hellebuck thought, you know, look, he's a number one center. He scored 42 goals last year. You don't find those guys very easily. And, you know, I do think that if you look at Winnipeg, they really, uh, they had Dubois and Shifley, and they hoped they would be their one-two combination for a long time. Well, Dubois is obviously gone, and well, I thought they made a really good trade for him. If you lose Shifley, you know, how are you going to replace that? That's two really good top six centers. So, uh, you know, I, I I have to say that's a big night for Winnipeg, and I think both those guys were convinced that Winnipeg was going to try to win. And I thought it was important for both of them to have that feeling conveyed to them and be convinced of that. Yeah, it's, uh, again, I say that probably, in my opinion, took them from a fringe playoff team to maybe not even making it to a solid, uh, I would say they've got a spot in the Central Division in, in my rankings. And and part of that is because like, I think you, when you get the buy-in from everybody around them, they just saw two pieces of that core. Hellebuck could have got more money from New Jersey, I'm sure, in the offseason if he wanted to and have moved along from the uh, city. No, I'm not, I'm, not, no? I'm not convinced about really? that. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you why, Brandon. I think one of the things that kind of happened is, if you look at it, Brandon, uh, so three years ago, Montreal during the bubble, they go to the Stanley Cup final, and who's their backbone? Carey Price making 10 and a half, okay? And in, then in 2021, Tampa wins the Stanley Cup, and their backbone is Vasilevsky. He's making nine and a half. The year they won the first time, he wasn't making nine and a half, but he was the second time they won. And then Darcy Kemper wins when he's making four and a half, and Aiden Hill wins when he's making a little over two million. So everybody looks for patterns, right? And I think people just, like people start to say, well. There, there definitely has been an analytical bent that you don't have to spend a ton of money in goal. And in theory, that could work. In practice, it only works if you actually get good goaltending. <laughs> but I, I think right now there's a bit of a bias to do you really need to spend $8.5 million in goal? And I think Hellebuck looked around and he saw that the one place where his best financial position was with the Jets. Now that's not why I think he signed there. Um, I, you know, I think, I, I think. Well, I think I, should, I shouldn't say that. I think it's one factor, but I think if he didn't feel he could win, he would have let this play out and then seen where it went. But you know, I, I do think Winnipeg was willing to go somewhere contract-wise right now, where other teams were not willing to go. 
Talk to me about the Rasmus Dahlin extension. Eight years, $11 million per season for uh, them. I'd, I'd call them their franchise defenseman. They've got Owen Power back they there, too. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, they've got an awesome young core. And Devin Levi, I'm really excited to see what he does in net for this team and, and an expanded yep. role this season. But obviously, you got to pay your guys, and they're paying them a lot of money. That's almost Carlson kind of money. Well, I, I generally believe in that contract. I, I, I really think, you know, Brennan, I, I really think that if, if you have a player who you think is a, a cornerstone player for your team, what the team should do is sign them for as long as they can. It just doesn't, it's not, it, like the price never goes down for guys like that. Sign them as long as you can if you're that convinced. And I think that, I think that contract will age really well. Um, you know, I, I think the thing about about D- uh, Dalene was, I think there was a point. Like, I don't think there was any doubt he was going to sign in Edmonton, but I do think there was a point where he considered signing for shorter term, like doing what Matthews did. And I think they looked at it a little bit. I don't think Buffalo wanted that. I think they were always going eight. But at the end of the day, I just think the kid was like, I like it here. And let's just do the eight. And so that's, I think, why it took so long. Now, I, I also think Buffalo wanted to announce both him and Power at the same time. They just couldn't get Power done yet. Like, I think that one's going to happen, too. I don't think there's anything to worry about. It's just not done yet. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Gotcha. Chatting with Elliot Friedman from NHL oh, Hockey just Rogers. It. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, I'm just looking up three three now. The oh, score. You, you've got a fat. You've got better internet than I do, eh, Brennan? Is that yours was faster? No, we're dialed right into a cable box. That's the difference. <laughs> uh... So. Couple more questions for you, and I'm wondering uh, about the salary cap jumping and how much more comfortable teams are going to be now that there's, I guess, more of a concrete idea. 88 million or so, 87 to 88 next year. Um, is that influencing a lot to, in terms of, or is it maybe just that you know the season's starting and people want to start uh, <laughs> start the season with everybody that they can? Well, I, I think that. For one thing, I think the number, I'm just about to publish my notes, but I think the number they're looking at right now very early is 87.7. I think that's the number they're looking at. And I I think basically, you know, it's interesting. First of all, I think the season starts and guys want their business done. Like, Like, I think the next, I have to check when Colorado opens up because I think they're, they're really trying to see if they can find something with the Vontaze. So I think it's been hard. Um, 
Not for lack of trying, though. Uh, You know, it's interesting. I want to talk to some of these guys because one player told me that he thinks that it was so tight the last few years that some guys are conditioned like, you better get your money when it's available to you. And I thought that was really interesting that some guys have been like, he thinks it's made like if you're Austin Matthews or something, you don't have to worry because you're going to get paid no matter what. But even though the cap is opening up, I thought it was interesting. Someone said to me, he thinks the players are a little nervous uh, because it's been so tight for so long that some guys are, are kind of conditioned to now thinking you better get your money when you, when it's available to you. Hmm. Uh, can you talk to me about, and I'm just going around the, the list of, of headlines today. So uh, salary cap jumps. Now salary caps and, and leagues will get a, a flush of money when you talk about, say, expansion, for example. And Houston's been the city that we've heard about, or a city, for a while now. Uh, it looks like they're doing some renovations to the arena that the Houston Rockets play out of. And when those are complete, that should include, uh, according to the this reporting an NHL caliber ice plant so putting those two things together uh, I was a little bit surprised I think when we were talking about expansion out of the uh, the board of governors meetings uh, last week but it seems like Houston is now setting itself up for uh, a candidacy there well look like I I do think the NHL is interested in potentially going there you know Houston is the largest market uh, in North America without a team right now. I, I think it goes, if I remember correctly right now, it goes New York 1, LA 2, Chicago 3, and I can't remember if it's Houston 4, Toronto 5, or Toronto 4, Houston 5. But Houston is the largest market uh, in the NHL without a team right now. And you'd be insane not to want to go there. Like One of the reasons we're talking about expansion is the, NFL, the NHL has 25 teams in the U.S., that's five less than I think any other league. Um, you know what? Major League, actually, maybe it's three because I think the NH, I think Major League Baseball has twenty nine, so four less. You know the NBA, all their teams, but one. The NFL, all their teams, are in the United States. So the NHL definitely feels there's pockets available to them. And you know one of the things I'd heard in Houston in the past was they talked to the owner of the Rockets, a guy by the name of Tilson Fertitta. Um, and Tillman Fertitta, and they just generally felt that he wanted a team, but not at the price that you know they were going to want him to pay for it. And, so, and you can't undervalue your team. That's the one thing that Batman can't allow to happen for three Tampa. So I, I, I think that you know, and he said the next thing, the next fee is going to be a lot. So look, you want your option. I just think the issue there was was how much was someone willing to pay for that team in Houston. You got to figure it would be 34 teams and not 33 that they're ultimately striving for. Do you have that many thoughts on a weekly basis? Can you add two more? Uh, God, I hope not. I I have said that to Batman before. Stop adding teams. (laughs) Adding work for you, without a doubt. Um, Now, just a quick sidebar. So if if Houston, theoretically, I mean, I'm not saying they're the front runner, but obviously that was some interesting news. Uh, If you were to slide another market into that conversation, Salt Lake City, uh, a front runner, uh, Kansas City, those two? Uh, 
I would say I would say Salt Lake City is the big one. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where I would put everybody behind them. Like put it this way: if they leave Arizona, I think they'll go back someday. Like it's too big a market not to have a team. I think I think Phoenix is the tenth largest market in the states. My my ability of knowing markets is going to be really questioned by this interview, Brendan. <laughs> but I, I I think I think Arizona. I think Phoenix is tenth. Like even if they leave, they're not going to want to leave that open. So, you know, that's the one thing. Like I think Salt Lake City, like that guy's been doing media. Um, you know, like and he's going to get a team. Uh, at some point, whether it's the Coyotes or somebody else. So I think or they're all playing for second place. And if they do leave, because they do leave Arizona, I think they're going to go back eventually. A couple more for uh, Elliot Friedman joining us here a day early than uh, usual for our friends at uh, Abe's Door Service. Our service is their specialty. Uh, so we've got the Oilers now with 11 forwards, eight defensemen, two goaltenders. We knew the roster was going to look a little wonky out of the gate, even if it's just for this first game. But lots of people expected Raphael Lavoie to make the team out of camp. Certainly didn't blow anyone away offensively, but you get that big body in there was a large percentage of people that I saw online, Elliot, that were worried this is someone who was going to get claimed on waivers. Uh, were you surprised that he made it through, or was that the right time to try and get somebody like Lavoie through the wire? Um, I, I, I think this, first of all, you know, and this, you know, Edmonton fans, Oilers fans aren't alone in this. It happens everywhere. Um, when we look at the players that we know best, Brendan, we either over-romanticize them or we just rip them to shreds. Like, we see their pluses more than anyone does, and we see their minuses more than anyone does. So I'm sure a lot of people saw Lavoie, and they, they really liked them. And, and that's kind of why more people in Edmonton thought he'd get claimed. You know, the best advice I was given about all of this is that a lot of players who are put on waivers, if not all of them, other teams know. Like, they sit there with this big board in their room, and they say they know what everybody's depth chart is. And they knew last summer that Lavoie was a guy that would be right on the cut line for Edmonton. And if they were interested in him, they probably would have, you know, inquired. Now, you guys had a unique situation with the injury on defense that kind of screwed you up a little bit. So I do think it was a risky move. Um, but I, I, at this, like someone just said to me, unless somebody has a need, like Colorado needing a goalie or Tampa potentially claiming a goalie, um, you know, or or your guy really blow, knocks people's socks off. Um, you should expect that most guys are going to clear. Last one for you here, and uh, it's we'll avoid. Uh, yeah, Boakey. Okay, Boakey signs his his entry level yeah. deal today. It's it's a longer term prospect, but um, like we're not going to see him come up and and play ten games, right? And that's usually when you think about the recent past, how hand, um, prospects are handled with organizations. Why are we seeing a move right now to, uh, you know, get these guys signed, I guess, earlier? Can you sort of delineate that for us? Well, the thing is, he went back to junior, right? Yep. Okay, so first of all, because he went back to junior, the contract doesn't count against the Oilers' 50 contract limit. 
if he was in pro, it would. But when you get sent back to junior, it doesn't count. So what basically you're doing is, so you don't have to risk, you're not worried about the entry-level slide. Like, Aki's contract isn't going to start taking effect until he plays pro hockey. Why a lot of teams do that is as a reward. Like, uh, I heard he had a really good camp, as you said, right? Like, that's true. Absolutely. I mean, they were saying that he might have been the best player on the point in Penticton, which was, uh, you know, head turning for a guy that not a lot of people expected that kind of performance from. Well, I think then I think some of that is a reward. Sometimes, like you know, like I wrote something the other day. Like there was a prospect that got sent down after a really good game, and I said, why would they send that guy down? Then he just played really well, and they said, well. He's not going to make the team, but they want him. They wanted him to leave with a good feeling that he, when he was, that he would leave not after a bad game, but a good game. And so there is this feeling about reward a player that deserves to be rewarded. So I do think that happens. Like a player like that will come and they'll have a good camp and the team will say, you know what, you have earned your contract because he was just drafted this year. So they hold his rights for, for two more years, right? So like they don't, there's no rush, but sometimes you just say to a guy, you know what, you earned your spot. We're giving you your reward and, and congratulations. And because he's going back to junior, it doesn't count against their 50 limit and they don't have to worry about a slide. Good stuff, Elliot. Really appreciate the time tonight. Have a, a great broadcast tomorrow. Have fun. Thanks very much. I'm really looking forward to it, Brendan. And once again, big improvement on the show tonight. Excellent. I'll, I'll make sure the right people know. Thanks, Elliot. Cheers. All right, Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers. You'll see him on TV tomorrow night. That's why we're talking to him tonight. And Brian Lawton for our friends at Wow Factor Desserts. Colin Ruddle and the team. He'll be on the show uh, tomorrow chatting with Bob as we get you set for the Oilers regular season opener. They're in Vancouver, front half of that Home and Homes series. It's an 8 o'clock puck drop tomorrow night. We are right back here on Oilers now. We've got some texts. We've got uh, a road trip to Montreal to tell you about as well. You can join New West Travel for an exclusive road trip to Montreal. Watch the Oilers play the Canadians on a Saturday night. Uh, connect those dots. You're watching Hockey Night in Canada live in Montreal. You're going to get there with airfare from Porter Airlines. Three nights, accommodations at a deluxe hotel in downtown Montreal. Uh, did I mention you're watching this Hockey Night in Canada game in a private suite? Food and beverage, of course, included. A, a welcome reception with Bob. Some special guests to be there as well. Experience the incredible hockey history in Montreal this January. Be part of this awesome Montreal road trip call New West Travel today or head online to newwesttravel.com we're going to give you an injury report Jay Woodcroft updating things on Ekholm, McLeod and Brett Kulak ahead of tomorrow night's regular season opener the team should be touching down in Vancouver very soon if not now I would think because we'll connect with Bob and Jack from Vancouver we'll set up the whole season and we got playoff predictions, we got point projections, we got all kinds of fun coming up at 6.30. Our Inside the Game analyst Rob Brown will follow this next global news weather traffic updates. Brendan Escott with you tonight on Oilers Now.